Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Termites are very sophisticated in terms of how they organise themselves, communicate through pheromones and feed their colonies. They're also very good at damaging Hong Kong's temples and other old buildings. Bugman Stuart Morton of BioCycle Hong Kong gives me an insight into termites and cicadas. The temples have been here for for a long time, so um, they get uh, quite severely uh, damaged by uh, termites and and the old historic sort of uh, the old traditional buildings in the new territories. They get attacked by termites. So um, we've worked with the government with some of their uh, the temples that that they maintain the heritage ones, and um, we've surveyed them, and then we do treatment uh, protocols with them to prevent. Uh, further termite infestation and removal of existing ones when they go through the renovation phase. So describe to me what, what, what a termite is and why it has a diet of wood. Why does the diet... <laughs> well, uh, a, a termite, I mean, uh, actually the, the Chinese name for for termite is bacnite, which literally means white ant, and they do look uh, a little bit like, like ants because they're small and sort of grub-like. Um, and they exist on, uh, they eat wood or uh, the cellulose-based material, so that's what they're looking for. But not all the termites uh, exist on wood, actually. Some species, they cultivate mushrooms, fungus gardens, and they feed off that. When uh, we've got a historic building, I mean, do they go in absolutely like ants? Do they go in like a, an army and basically start attacking the wood? Termites, because they're, um, they're exoskeleton, they're soft-bodied insects, so they... Uh, they always remain in an enclosed ecosystem, unlike uh, ants who have a hardened, hardened shell. So um, they eat from the inside out. You, you very rarely see them uh, out in the open. Most, most of the, the common uh, cases where you see them is during what we call swarming season. So you see these the, the flying ants uh, just when it's about to rain or just after rain. Um, a lot of those the times they're flying termites, so they're seen then. And, and the other times when you see termites when they're damaging wood is usually from bad luck or you've you've broken a piece of timber or something's just given way and then uh, and then the termites you you see these hundreds of white grubs around. In terms of when you go into a temple and, and actually treat it, what do you do? Yeah. Just spray the wood from the outside? No, that's that's what everyone. <laughs> that's what other people. Oh, yeah, they come in, they spray. That's completely the wrong thing to do. Yeah, you have to. Uh, the most important thing to do is uh, you have to survey them and, and and see where they're coming in, what the damage is, and then assess it, and then and then decide what's the best strategy. The traditional method for treating termites was to uh, use liquid uh, termiticides, and that involved drilling and injecting into wood. But uh, the liquid tomatocytes only provide uh, a, a barrier or the treatment in that specific area. It doesn't actually eliminate the colony. But over the last 20 years, there's been uh, developments with uh, growth regulators which are sp- specifically designed to uh, attack termites. And so by looking at the termites' biology and behavior, they're able to uh, eliminate the entire colony. And what, what uh, first uh, sort of made you interested in insects as opposed to any other kind of animals? Uh, well, termites, really. I mean, um, of all the, all the pests that we deal with uh, and all the insects that, that, that we, we work with, they don't carry any diseases or bacteria, but, I, but I, they're very fascinating how they invade structures and how they can travel around uh, and how they move and how they get in. They're, they're really quite fascinating. And their social behaviour, termites are 
considered to be one of the closer to humans in terms of their social organisation, their uh, structure. They all have clear defined roles and jobs, what they do. And um, an interesting study that was done, actually a friend of mine, Dr. Matt Messenger in New Orleans, was doing, they were doing uh, uh, some tests on uh, aggressive behaviour. And they, and they took uh, two neighbouring colonies from, the, from, uh, from Armstrong Park and they, they put them in, uh, in an environment, a um, uh, sand environment, and then let them tunnel and settle in. Then they broke down the walls and they found that the two neighbouring, they started fighting. Then they took two separated colonies, right? So let's say if you take a city, city kid and somebody from the country, <laughs> right? And they put them in the same environment like that and they broke down the wall. They didn't fight, they repaired it. So it's almost like gang, you know gangs, warfare's in the city. So, you know, neighbouring colonies know who they are and they need to protect and defend themselves. Whereas somebody from outside the area, they, they weren't perceived as a threat. So the brain of a termite is quite sophisticated? Well, we don't know about sophisticated, but, I mean, I mean there's still a lot we don't, we don't know about them. I mean, they, they communicate by uh, chemical messages, pheromones, uh, markings and trails, and that's, that's generally how they, how they communicate. Yeah. Extraordinary. So no eyes, they're blind, only the flight. Uh, termites have uh, s- simple compound eyes which to see they're sensitive to light, so that's why they're drawn to those areas. But basically, uh, in, within the colony, the workers, the soldiers, uh, they're all they're blind. So when they're working as soldiers, they're creating colonies, so they'll be inside, say, a beam uh, at a temple or something yes. like that, and their colony will be inside. No, well, they can be, uh, I mean, a termite nest can be as far away as 300 feet from the environment. Um, but, but typically the, the termite species that attacks most of the buildings here and uh, the temples are, is a species called Formosan termites and they're from, obviously, uh, southern China, Taiwan and they are very aggressive at being able to get in to buildings and destroying wood so they would they were set up uh, there'll be a primary nest somewhere that may be in the ground or maybe above ground and as they forage further away then they will they will uh, create build what we call bivouacs or secondary nests and then they'll station in their supplementary queens and then they'll continue to forage the, the basic principle is like like building the uh, the m25 motorway, right? They have the ring road, they move in and then they start foraging and build the A roads, the B roads and, and start foraging for new food sources. So is it a matriarchal society like bees? Yeah, they have, uh, yeah, they have king, queen and they have soldiers. Yes, they have, the, the king doesn't live as long as the queen. The queen will survive for, depending on different species, can be anything up to 20, 30 years. And she just becomes an egg-laying, she's just an egg-laying machine. And then the nest is very much like a, a royal palace, if you like. You have the royal chamber where the, where the king and the queen live, and they'll have uh, ladies-in-waiting. They have attendant workers which take care of her. And then there'll be the, uh, the security uh, force, the, the soldiers which pr- protect that, that part of the environment, uh, of, of the, the, the chamber. Um, and then once the eggs are laid, they're, uh, they are taken off and put into a, they go into a nursery chamber. And then once they're hatched, then we have a nymphal chamber and they're put in there. And then they have young and attendant workers which, which will feed those and take care of the nymphs until they're old enough to go out uh, and start working. Incredible. Yeah. So you just have one queen who's, who's basically providing the eggs for the whole colony. Well, it starts off with a primary queen. 
and then later on we have uh, secondary reproductors as she gets older and her egg capacity leg capacity will, will, will start to decline she will uh, through throughout she doesn't need to they don't need to mate but the secondary queens will become fertile and then they will uh, uh, they begin laying eggs we don't know how it happens but we know that through chemical meshes and interchange that this 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 happens yeah so you so is the king slightly redundant then uh, yeah, basically, he has a good life. <laughs> yeah, he just meets with the Queen several times, you know, and then he just hangs around there in the royal chamber and, and gets looked after. I mean, he only lives for, I don't know, we don't know exactly how long they live for, but the, certainly less lived than the, than, the, than the Queen, yeah. Queen, 30 years. I had no idea that these insects lasted that long. Yes, they do, yeah. Yeah, they can last for a very long time. I mean, if you start, when you see um, a termite queen start and you, you, you see uh, the flying termites, so that's, that's where they start off as, and, and then in, in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, her body extends and, and uh, uh, the body starts to detach and expand and it can be, a Formosan termite queen can be as big as my finger. Uh, her, her abdomen ends up and it's just a pulsating, um, you know, they lay anywhere between uh, two or three thousand eggs a day. A day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's quite an issue then for those temples. Oh, that's quite <laughs> an issue, especially uh, Formosan termites. Um, unlike traditional subterranean termites, they don't need to maintain soil contact. Uh, they can build nests above ground, anywhere that there's a shelter point. They can, and seclusion, moisture, then they will they can build a nest. And um, for most of the termite, termite colonies, their size is ten times bigger than most. Although they're so, uh, physically they are much smaller, they're, they're not so big, but they they can number seven, ten million termites in a colony. Whereas uh, macrotermites will be will be half a million. Yeah. In terms of you were telling me that uh, you're working on a temple in Clearwater Bay. Can you tell me about yes. that project? Yeah, there's. Um, we uh, were called to have a look at there was some termite damage to part of the temple, so we, uh, we went down and had a look and surveyed it. And, and you can see some when termites move over the surface, they'll build these mud tubes, shelter tubes to, to protect themselves. So we've been and had a look at that. We can see that uh, the beams, the roofing beams, are quite heavily damaged. You can see the mud tubes in there. So uh, there was no sign of any aerial aerial nests and there won't be it will be in the ground somewhere around there we won't be using any chemical to spray for this we'll be using uh, a baiting treatment by putting uh, monitors in the ground and then onto the termite infested areas and this will eliminate the colony the treatment method we use is uh, the chemical is what we call um, a synthesized chitin inhibitor and uh, very simple right the stuff that makes your nail grow and harden so that's chitin so um Termites, uh, for most of termites, will molt many times during their two to three year life cycle to regenerate the skin. So the chemical inhibits their ability to uh, to cast off their old skin. They die, so it specifically targets termites, no other insects. It's very clever. Technology. And it's also a very environmental solution. Absolutely, yes. Uh, in, in 2000, it won the uh, US Presidential Green Chemistry Award. It was uh, developed by Dr. Dr. Nanyao Su from the University of Florida. He developed and invented the termite baiting systems that we use today. Yeah, it's very clever. So, and it doesn't affect any other no. wildlife? 
No, it doesn't. Uh, no, it's only specifically targeted. It doesn't leach or run out. The bait is locked in. It's uh, it's a it's a cellulose matrix compound which is impregnated with uh, the, the chemical. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's a absolute where I live in a rural area. There's a yeah. an absolute racket that will start very shortly. Yes. Yeah, I know cicadas. I think it's amazing. It's good. Yeah, the summer's coming. You can hear the cicadas rattling away. And then I always go around uh, looking for the looking for the shells, looking for the cast skins. You know, which are, if you look at trees because they come out. I mean, what a life of that! Seventeen years in the ground, and then uh, up they come. They climb up the trees, secure themselves in the back splits, and then they and then they go. They come. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Seventeen years yeah. in the ground. Yeah, yeah. The seventeen years. That's an incredible amount of time. And then what happens? How long do they last above ground? They're um, a few weeks, really. Yeah, several weeks. I mean, it's uh, come out. You know, it's the a lot of the a lot of the insects. Their cycle is um, the adult cycle. The uh, it's the colours and the you know uh, what they produce is quite vibrant. But but really, that's that's the that's the end. But that's to attract and mate male. Uh, and start the cycle again. So the larval stages in a lot of insects is is the main is the main like wood boring wood boring insects. Um, if you look at longhorn beetles and things, which uh, you know they can spend several years, five seven years in in the in in the larval stage. That's where they are. They're, that's where all the wood eating and the damage is done. So when you see these holes in the furniture and you find these beetles, that's really the end of the cycle. Uh, the, the beetle is then transformed into from the larvae to the beetle and eaten its way out, then to mate and then start the cycle again. Yeah, and same with cicadas. Yeah, when you hear them, you try and spot them in the tree. Yeah, usually on the underside as well, drumming away. Yeah. So how do they make that racket? But it's a it's a really high volume. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> beating the sound and yeah, it's it's very loud. But when they're when they're when they're mating, calling on the trees, yeah. Oh, is that what it's for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's all about getting the women. <laughs> My thanks to Stuart Morton, Manager of Technology and Entomology at Biocycle Hong Kong, talking there on termites and cicadas. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. Hong Kong Heritage.